Hello again, everybody. Welcome to another edition of the Good Bit Podcast. Thank you for joining us this week. Really appreciate your time as we're about to dive into another brand new film discussion. It's not brand new. This film is now 10 years old as it is 2023 now in case you're keeping count at home or keeping score. This film is brought out in 2013 that we're chatting about today and it is The Secret Life of Walter Mitty starring and directed by Ben Stiller, a remake of a 1947 version of The Secret Life of Walter Mitty and that'll be all the fun facts we have for the day. Uh, yeah, welcome everybody. It's actually nice uh, to be doing more of a kind of uplifting, um, you know, kind of sweet, lovely film. Um, because, oh, not that, you know, the past few weeks we've had, what, we've had Little Miss Sunshine, which obviously was a lovely film, um, The Italian Job, which was pretty lovely as well, I suppose, from a totally different era, <laughs> a different generation of films, um, but we did a lot of kind of scarier films, obviously last week our Halloween special with the guys at Damn Good Voices, really appreciate them as well, go check out that episode from last week if you haven't already. We also um, recently have chatted about some scary films such as The Evil Dead uh, with Kelly Davy, which if you're a movie or a, or a horror scary movie fan, these are ones you can go and check out as well. Um, what was the other one? Oh, of course, John Carpenter's The Thing, classic uh, John Carpenter film with Michael Geary from a number of weeks ago as well. So if you're just tuning into the podcast and you have to go and find all the episodes in the backlogs on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and of course all episodes in video form, on YouTube, if you want to search the Good the Bit the podcast on there or find our, our YouTube channel, my previous YouTube channel, CM42 TV. So definitely go check that out as well. Links will be in the episode descriptions and all that good stuff. Um, but as I was saying, you know, but now we're past Halloween, we're past the kind of scary movie season. We're into something a little bit more kind of gentle viewing for this week's episode. Um, as I'm about to go on holiday, so there may not be an episode next week. By the way, I'm going to Lanzarote. Um, for uh, about 10 days, so there might be uh, a little lull in episodes, so apologies for that, but we definitely don't have a lull in episode this week, we're chatting about a great film and I have a great guest, meeting Oat Jenner for the first time, Oat, it's lovely to meet you, it's always, this is always funny when this happens, you know, we, we definitely have lots of mutuals, one in particular, um, your your partner, Becca Robin Dunn, who was on the podcast for Little Miss Sunshine a number of weeks ago, great episode, and again, Becca's one of my favourite people, um, so that's how we know each other, but we've never actually met, although Although we're virtual, it's lovely to meet you. How have you been? What's been going on? I'm good, thank you. Everyone's going to miss the whole pandemonium of what's just happened. <laughs> we were, um, yeah, for some reason, I always think Zoom is going to be the easiest option, you know what I mean? But it's just, I don't know what it is, something about Zoom, there's always a tech issue. <laughs> oh, you cut out a little bit for me, but it's fine. I think my internet's a bit dodgy, yeah, but it's okay. Okay, cool. I think we're It says your internet connection is unstable. So that's always <laughs> a good sign. It's a good sign going forward, that's good. Uh, so you were just about to tell me, before we started recording and probably had all these tech issues, you were about to tell me how you got the name Oat. Tell me the story. Sounds good. Yes, yes, yes. So uh, <laughs> so um, I was originally born in Thailand, uh, came over when I was four. Okay. And when my when my mum first came to this country, uh, she was walking down the cereal aisle in Tesco's and uh, she saw the Scott's porridge oat uh, box, the guy with the shot put and the really? uh, the, um, the kilt. Uh, and because she, because the guy is like strong and muscular and he looked really healthy, my mum was like, oh, I'm going to name, I'm going to name my son Oat uh, because I want my son to grow up uh, big, wrong, like on the, on the cereal box. 
So that's why she named me out. It is my birth name. My my name uh, is not that, but they she had to give me like a Brit, like you know, a British name. Right. So because the, the Thai name is quite hard to pronounce. So cool. That is such a cool story. And you know, you're, I don't know what you're drinking right now. It could be a protein shake. Listen, if you keep drinking that, and with your name, you could be as strong as that guy on the porridge box. I'm telling you, he looks amazing. <laughs> I made I made it, it to me. That, that that's the goal. This is a protein shake. This is a protein shake. <laughs> But yeah, it's quite. It's it was it was quite funny when when um when I first you know when I my mum told me that I was like, mum, you do know like the biggest name on that box is Scott, <laughs> right? Um, <laughs> this is Scott Porridge's, but she decided to go with with without. So, but yeah, as far but, as I know, I'm the only oat in Glasgow. Listen, uh, so obviously we've we kind of got connected through your lovely partner Becca Dunn, who was on the podcast two weeks ago, I believe, or three weeks ago. Um, who I work with, and when she told me that you know you started dating, and this is, I was like, well, I've never heard anybody with that name before, so I just I love it. I think it's great. <laughs> yeah. So I was telling Becca, I was just saying to her, like that's that that like uh, um, I'm famous because of here. I, I, I'm glad that I'm like um, I get to know all these great people because of it. I'm like association of of Becca. As soon as I met Becca, like you know, like because uh, she knows so many great people, you know, like yeah. uh, Imogen and Claire and uh, kind of uh, all these people that she's connected with. So, so uh, yeah, it's it's really really nice. You start making all these connections uh, and stuff. To, yeah, to have such a lovely partner like you. Absolutely. Um, I have to ask you as well, because you mentioned when she was on the podcast a couple of weeks ago, she mentioned that you had a part in Expendables 4. Oh my God. Uh, I don't know how much <laughs> you can talk about or how much you want to talk about. I've not seen the film, but how was that process? Because that sounds absolutely incredible. <laughs> um, yeah, it was uh, it was a pretty wild ride, uh, to be honest with you. Um, so I, I just graduated from um rcs uh, yeah. Royal to our scotland 2021 on the ba acting course and uh i was very lucky coming out i kind of like went from like gig to gig straight away uh doing bits and bobs and i was um i don't know i don't want to ramble on too too long but um no please basically i was uh uh, basically, I, I did I did a sh- I did a show uh, in North Wales uh, called Curtain Up, and in that show um, I met a really great um, kind of a really a really great deaf actor who owned a theatre company, and they uh, asked me to do an R and D with them in Croatia for for two weeks. Uh, so they said they'll pay for everything, they'll pay for expenses, all that kind of stuff. So I was like, yeah, I'll take that, hundred percent. Absolutely. So flew over there, did the R and D. It was a great time. And then while I was out there, my agent sent me uh, to 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 audition for Expendables Four. It's kind of like small part. So I so I did it in like you know uh, my little tripod setup. Did it in my little hotel room that I, that I was in. Sent it off. Uh, and then the week after, uh, my agent uh, emailed me back saying I got the part. Uh, and it was such a quick turnaround because uh, right. uh, they, they were like, they were like, you know, this is great, fantastic. You got the part. Um, they want you to film in Bulgaria, uh, quite a, the more or less the day after my R and D finishes. So 
I flew out to Croatia, did the R&D, finished my time in the R&D, flew from Croatia to Bulgaria. Wow. I went to Bulgaria. I arrived there and there was a guy holding my name up on a sign. <laughs> and it was like the most exciting moment of my life. I was like, oh my God, I made it. And I, had, I was like, I was like, I'm sorry. Can you, can I take a picture of you to show my mum? <laughs> so uh, I, t- I took a picture of him with my name up. I would do the exact same thing. Um, <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was such a crazy ride. Like, I, I got drove to this um, five-star hotel in Bulgaria. Nice. Uh, got put up. Uh, you know, got set the sides and, you know, a little lanyard of my name on it. And, you know, kind of like little, it was, a, it was just, just like a COVID was kind of like coming off at, at this time. So we okay. had like hand sanitizer and stuff. And then next day went on to set got fitted with costume uh and then the day after then uh i i started shooting and it was so weird i got given the the sides for the day and it was jason statham tony jar oat jenna yes. on the on... <laughs> i was like this is crazy this is mental I love that. Um, I was going to say, like, and... so I, I'm very ignorant in the fact I've not actually seen the film. But I was going to. Get, did you get to see any of the big stars? Did you have a scene with Jason Statham? I did. Yeah, yeah. I had the scene with with the big man himself. Nice. Uh, so uh, it was. You went on to the day of the set, and uh, you know we arrived early, and then we we're kind of like, oh, you know, everyone on cast, like, okay, waiting for Jason Statham. Waiting, you know, everyone's waiting, and then he arrives in a car later on, and he comes out. And it was kind of like, I was a bit starstruck. It was the first time I was like kind of properly starstruck because I've, I've seen him in movies, interviews and whatever. And then actually seeing him in, in real life, I was like, holy crap, you're, um, you're that guy. And then uh, uh, I was in a tent and they put me in a, in a tent with Tony Jaa, which is like one of the biggest Thai actors wow. uh, in, in the world. Um, he's, he's, mostly, he's mostly known for um, uh, kind of uh, Muay Thai. Uh, on, on back there's like cool. uh kind of cra- crazy martial arts films um and uh yeah just really great to meet him and his stunt double and then did my short scene with jason statham which you which if you watch the film you'll see um uh i had lines that i was meant to learn of the day and then dire- the director came up to me and said uh, uh actually uh could you just like uh change your lines completely and just say this instead so that's just the part of filmmaking. You've got to be on your toes. Uh, did the new lines. And then that was a wrap. That was me for the day. Really short. A uh, couple of hours on set. But uh, a really great experience. Fantastic it, experience. I'm assuming it was really fun going to the premiere and knowing, like, I don't know if you knew the scene was going to be definitely in it, but I know you and Becca went recently and it was like, oh, yes, I have made this as my scene. I have made <laughs> the film. <laughs> uh yeah i mean i i don't know if there was an actual premiere i didn't actually get invited oh, to see. the premiere my part was so small <laughs> uh we me and becca me and becca did our own little uh our own little mini premiere went to city world you know the, the big one in glasgow yeah. the one that you talked about it in your, your last week's podcast actually you were you were saying that you feel like such an event going there because of all the stairs and the it does. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it does <laughs> so uh me and becca went there and watched it there and then i was i was really nervous because i didn't know if i was gonna get cut or not right um and then and then when it came to my seed and then i saw my face on the big screen i was like that's me that's me <laughs> <laughs> very very proud my mum was very proud 
I can imagine as as a big kind of film fan myself, I've never had that luxury of like being in a film and like it's a cinema release and you know I can take everybody I know <laughs> and we can have our own wee premiere and stuff and be like, look, there's me on the screen. So that must have been a really kind of gratifying experience and stuff. Do you know what I mean? So um, yeah, congratulations. I'll, I'll definitely check out the film. I've only seen the first two Expendable films. Um, so as you know, I'm sure because story-wise, I'm going to have to watch the third one because <laughs> it's really going to matter for the Expendables. But I'll definitely check out uh, the fourth one just because you're in it. I, I'm not sure. I mean, I, 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 I haven't watched the other Expendables. I've been told that Expendables 1 and 2 is pretty good. Um, uh, I I don't know whether I should give my own opinions on what Expendables <laughs> 4 was for me, but um, I'll let you be the judge of it when you watch it. Okay, <laughs> we'll do a big review I, episode. <laughs> it, I, I don't want to say anything because otherwise I feel like a red light's going to shine on me. The... <laughs> Jason, I'm sorry. <laughs> Literally in the Expendables <laughs> right now. Um, all right, that's yeah. great. Um, so just in terms of you being, you know, as an actor, and I don't know if you're a big film fan, what are some, obviously we're, talk, we're chatting about The Secret Life of Walter Mitty today, what are some of your other kind of favourite movies? Is that an easy question for you to kind of think about? Do you have a list of like favourite movies that you watch or you've seen in your life? I do, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I was listening to last week's podcast uh, that you you're on, um, just on on the way to on the way to Becker's actually, uh, and uh, your last guest that you had, he was an absolute movie buff. Absolutely, yeah. Very impressive. I'm nothing like that. Like you know, I know a lot of friends in in, in my life that I work with, they've seen like hundreds and hundreds of movies. Yeah, they're like movie connoisseurs. Um, I don't hold a, a candle next to them, but. Uh, I uh, I do I I do need to catch up, and I do love movies. Uh, on my honourable mentions, if if I didn't pick Secret Life of Walter Mitty today, I think I would have talked about uh, Up, uh, Disney yes. Pixar's Up, because that's one of that's one of my favourite films of all time. Um, makes me cry, of course, uh, in the first ten minutes. Absolutely. Uh, but uh, yeah, I love I love Up. Um, I have a real like um, I'm a big massive nerd um so uh when i was a kid i uh i watched star wars episode three on repeat uh, on on like a dvd player over and over again a big massive fan uh lord of the rings i'm a big fan of as well back to the future my favorite trilogy yeah just 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 uh uh, just a lot of nerdy sci-fi films really uh would be kind of me uh kind of happy happy films Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. I don't. I don't like things too depressing. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of the of the slow, sad movies that are like constantly about death and stuff like that. You know, I'll watch them and I can appreciate them. You know, and I can appreciate the acting and the, you know the great storytelling and stuff. But sometimes I'm like, you know, I'm watching a film for that kind of enjoyment aspect of it. You know what I mean? I want to get lost in a lovely story and have a great time. Not necessarily watch about like. I mean, to be fair, I mean, Up's a great film, right? But I don't think it gets as good as it does in the first 10 minutes because you're so emotionally invested you know what i mean and the rest of the film is just is a lovely fact i totally love up but the first 10 minutes is really sad <laughs> you know what i mean and it is really kind yeah. of um, emotional but it's such a such an impactful uh sad an impactful sad moment i guess would be a good way to describe it um but yeah, such such a good yeah. one, and of course, Revenge of the Sith. I'm a massive Star Wars fan as well. I know the prequels. People have kind of beef with the prequels. I don't because I totally grew up when they were on. Um, uh-huh. So Revenge of the Sith is um, is one of my favorite films of all time. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just it's just 
the people like give 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 crap for the for the prequels but i mean duel of fates you know when you look at the fight scenes the 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 oh it's just it's just epic it's just so good that and the music as well for duel of the fates you know what i mean it's so epic you know it's so so yeah. so good um so I would be remiss in, in asking you, I ask all my guests this about their first time at the cinema. I don't know if you can remember. Do you have a first cinema experience that you can tell us about or any early film memories? <laughs> the the earliest film memory, which I don't really, it's kind of a bit of a blur really, um, was The Time Machine. Um, the well, Who stars in it? Um, it's uh, back in like the early 2000s, I believe. Time Machine. Time Machine. Uh, 2002 that's it yeah 2002 the time machine cool yeah uh, starring yeah. guy, guy pierce um i don't remember watching it because i was like super young at the time my father took me to watch this film and um all i remember was the scene where like um he's getting chased by by these people with spears uh and uh i was crying so loudly i was screaming in the cinema so loudly because i was so scared that my father had to carry me like you know run out the cinema um oh. to, to, to save all the, all the all the people's ears so that was my first <laughs> earliest memory of of uh of a cinema experience was is my father carried me out of the cinema because i was crying so much <laughs> i love that you know i always ask people that question and sometimes you get like oh it was star wars or something it was like a massive one i've never actually heard of the time machine that's uh that's one to check out guy pierce is a good actor you know yeah i mean i i don't think i've seen it since to be honest with you i think i should go back and watch that i'll probably cry again <laughs> but yeah. um uh but yeah yeah that's that's the earliest movie memory that i have I guess, uh, as we're saying, we kind of want happy memories. If that's the memory, you're just absolutely screaming and you had to be carried out of the cinema, then <laughs> maybe we should go back and, and watch it, you know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, cry again. <laughs> Such a beautiful moment, just tears everywhere. Um, all right, okay, so when, when I sent you a message and, and asked you if you wanted to come on the podcast, I was like, pick a favourite film, we'll chat about it, it doesn't need to be a very formal review, just one you love, and almost immediately you had The Secret Life of Walter Mitty, 2013 film from, oh, it's on Disney Plus right now if anybody wants to go and watch it, directed by and stars the one and only Ben Stiller. Um, this was an interesting pick as well because I hadn't seen it before and that's the absolute kind of like goal of mine for the podcast pick a film that I've, or, or, or try and get people to pick films that I've not seen so I can go and develop my kind of tastes and my knowledge of films and stuff. Why The Secret Life of Walter Mitty? Why was that the first one that came to your mind when I said favourite films? Yeah, I mean, I'm the type of person that has a lot of favourite films, you know. Yeah, me too. Um, it's, it's hard to like, you know, it, it, I wouldn't like, it wouldn't just kind of narrow it to the one, but the reason why I picked this film to talk about in, in this podcast is just it kind of this film personifies who I am as a person. Uh, I think it's just um, it's uh, the film is is starring Ben Stiller and it's about this guy, uh, ordinary guy, works for Time Magazine um, uh, for um, negatives. Sean Penn is like this photographer, and basically uh, one of the negatives. Uh, is missing so he goes on an adventure to find uh sean penn um to to get to get the negative yeah and i have such a like uh ever since uh i was young i've had such a yearning uh to travel 
and to see the world and to, and to, to have experiences. And this life really captures that um, along with the, its amazing soundtrack as well. So yeah, I, that's the reason why I think I really like this movie. It's just, it just really brings out the wonderlust in me. Um, and every time I watch the film, like, I want to I wanna go and see the world. I want to, like, do stuff. So, yeah, he's yeah. just like this everyday guy that is like he's got a. I think it's a pretty cool job working with like photos and a magazine and not and like all this sort of stuff. But it could be looked at as a mundane job that he doesn't like necessarily. But he really likes this girl who works there, um, and he just wants to impress her. He wants to do something that's outside the box. It's not like him, um, and he, he does a lot of this like daydreaming, right? It just kind of has those moments where he just he, he, he imagines what he would do or wished he could do, I suppose, but never actually does it. But I love as the film was on, he does start to do these things. Like he does start getting into that fight in the bar with a guy um, in Iceland, or is it Greenland he's in at the time? Um, they're having a fight in there and then the, the fact he jumps on that helicopter and stuff like that, you know, like it's such a big moment. Um, and I think Ben Stiller does a really good job. Apparently, I did a bit of research, apparently Jim Carrey was originally up for the film. Um, he was going to do it in the 90s, apparently. Um, and also Owen Wilson, Mike Myers, Will Ferrell and Sasha Baron Cohen were all up for this film and it went to Ben Stiller. Wow. Um, I, I can I, I can actually imagine all those actors playing this character because it's like the type of film they would be in. But I think um, Ben Stiller does, he's got a really good kind of like resting face, I think, Ben Stiller. You know what I mean? And he's getting on a bit now. He's been in films for decades now. But I think he still does a pretty good job. What did you make of Ben Stiller? Ben Stiller's one of the most handsome men on earth, I think. <laughs> he's just <laughs> he's just got such a he's just got such a nice face. I just like in the movie, it's just he's got this face. He's got one, he's got like obviously really beautiful eyes. Um, but he's just he's just got a face that's really relatable, uh, for me. Um and the thing, you know, like with Ben Stiller as an actor, I just love, he's got, yeah, I think the relatability, yeah, he had that Yaz in him, like, you know, like, yeah. in, in the night, in the, the, the night museum, um, as <laughs> Zoolander, I guess. Zoolander, in some ways, yeah. But he's just, he's just, yeah, he's just, he's just really kind of like, um, easy to look at. Um, and yeah, yeah, I, I, I love, I, I love Ben Stiller. I think he's, I think he's a genius. Yeah, and I, I didn't actually know he directed the film as well. That must be pretty weird, you know, when you're like the star of the film and also directing the film. I don't know if it'd be easier or harder. Yeah, I, I don't know how that would work. Um, I suppose you'd have to kind of like shoot the scene, then then look back at the camera and see what he's done and and all that kind of stuff. Um, but he's a, he's such a like a visual director. And it very clearly shows that in the film. There's certain scenes that, and the transitions are absolutely gorgeous in yeah. the film. Um, a, a, very, a very, very visual director. Uh, yeah, the, the the movie as well is is uh, is about maldative mal, mal, daydreaming, um, which is you know a very rare a rare kind of like um, thing that, that people have where they just kind of like just get lost uh, daydreaming uh, for like a long period of time. Um, and that that comes across in the film as well, where you know uh, at, uh, at the beginning of the film, it's not it's not so much a spoiler because it's in the trailer, but you know right. he kind of you kind of you kind of see him on the phone with someone, and then all of a sudden he's off, kind of like jumping into buildings and saving cats uh, in like a in like a burning <laughs> building and stuff. Um, so he has this kind of like daydream and aspect, and where he wants to have this life, or he wants to be the hero, where he wants to get the girl. 
um, but it's all in his head. And the, the beautiful thing with the movie is that, uh, especially in the the ground control, the Major Tom, uh, the, the, that song that's being played, where he jumps on the helicopter. Yeah, uh, that's the moment where he where he makes that choice. Where where the audience, the because that that whole segment could be a daydream, but um, he makes that choice to be like, no, I'm actually going to take my life into my own hands, and I'm actually going to jump on this helicopter. And I'm not day- daydreaming this anymore. Yeah. Um, and then he goes on the journey from there. So, I love the scene where he was on the helicopter and he tell him to jump into the boat and he just jumps into the water. Like it was so funny. Like, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. It's like how do how, how do I get on that boat? Jump. <laughs> what? Jump. He's <laughs> like, not that boat. I meant the small one. <laughs> yeah. And then, and then yeah. he jumps off the wrong side. Yeah. yeah, I'll tell you what though. So um, he's also when he's in the water, right, and they're waiting to go and rescue him, and then the shark comes and like he's hitting the shark with a briefcase and stuff. I was imagine that happened to you. Imagine you, you decided to take first of all. Imagine jumping on a helicopter, but imagine jumping out the helicopter and then the shark is surrounding you and stuff. I was in the ocean last summer or something, right? I was just, I was swimming in the, the Atlantic Ocean on a holiday, right? And I was just feeling so free. Like, I was like, oh my God, here I am. You know, I'm swimming in the ocean. I'm having a great time. Like, forget about all your worries and stuff like that. And then I was like, well, we're also in the ocean here. Anything could be under the water. Uh, there could be a shark at any moment here. We could be on top of a whale. There could be other fish. Uh, and it got me really scared, so I immediately got back onto the boat I was on. How would you feel if you were just uh, swimming in the ocean and if so? <laughs> Something like this happened. Yeah, the, the ocean terrifies me. I, I think I would definitely um, uh, freak out if if that was me in that situation. I mean, the ocean's a really beautiful place, but the fact that we like we've mapped out Mars more than we've mapped out oceans is absolutely insane <laughs> to me. Yeah, it's, it's, it's scary, scary stuff in the oceans, and and if you want to see real life aliens, you've just got to go deep enough. <laughs> that's a that's a great way to look at it. You never know what you're going to find under there. Um, I loved. Yeah. Sean Penn's character, um, especially at the moment where he's taking the picture of the snow leopard, and he's just like so oh, unbothered. Yeah. He's spending hours there with his camera, but even when he sees the snow leopard, he doesn't actually need to take a picture of it because he knows he's seen it. Um, what did you make of Sean Penn? I like the kind of the relationship he had with Ben Stiller's character as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I haven't watched many of Sean Penn's films, but he's yeah. really good in this film. Um, that's one of my favorite scenes. Um, not sure if it's my V favorite scene. I'll, I'll save that bit for the good bit. Listen, you've <laughs> done your research. I'm very impressed. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a fan. I'm a fan. What can I say? I'm a fan. <laughs> um, but uh, no, I, I it's it's it, I see it on like Instagram reels and like TikTok all the time. Uh, that little scene with with, with Sean Penn because it's so right. beautiful. It's uh, it's yeah, it's that moment where uh, you know, was it Ben Ben Stiller finally finds him and he's been. It's Sean Penn, the photographer. He's been hunting for the snow leopard, otherwise known as the ghost cat. Um, for like, he's been up on this mountain for like for like days, days and days and days, like trying to like just stick in the camera in the same spot where the snow yeah. leopards um, uh, kind of like would appear, and then it finally appears. You know, which is so rare. Like, it's like the the crown jewel in the in the uh, natural in the photography uh, wildlife kingdom, trying to get a snow leopard. Um, and yeah, he, he doesn't take it. And Ben still is there, and he's like, "Are you going to take the photo?" And he's like, "No." Sometimes when I like a moment, I just I don't want the camera to get in the way. And that's so um, kind of 
special for me as well because we're we're so lost on our phones all the time. You know, you want to you want to capture this, you want to capture that on our phones, and sometimes just seeing it with your own eyes is enough. I think. Absolutely, just being I mean, in the moment, in, instead of like having to like, oh, I got to record because it's your birthday, and I got to do this and film that and do that. And it, obviously, it's great to keep as a memory. Yeah, but uh, just just being in the moment, I think, is is just as important. A couple of years ago, uh, that was like a big New Year's resolution for me. I was like, I have to be in the moment a little bit more because I'm very guilty of it. You know, I love the idea of having these memories, you know what I mean? Like stored on your phone or on your laptop. Like I'm always into editing and, and video editing and video producing and things like that. I've always had that kind of creative, creative side to me. So I've always loved doing vlogs and, you know, family holidays and stuff like that. And then I got to the point where I was like, I feel like I'm the guy that's doing this all the time. I might end up being annoying to, to people, you know what I mean? Because like I've always got my, my camera in their face or whatever. So I was like, I'm going to stop for a bit, not film as much, um, and try and be in the moment a little bit more. Um, I think it's really important. But at the same time, like you want the video, you want the memory, but at the same time, you you should be, you know, in, in the moment. Um, perfect example was earlier this summer, actually. I was in Disneyland Paris. Um, and they had like this, you know, they do like the firework display at the Disney castle. Um, and I'd been waiting to see it for years because I hadn't been back since I was a wee boy. And I was like, yeah, we're going to, you know, we're going to get to see this firework display. So we arrived like half an hour early, but it was still mobbed, like so many people there. But it's fine. We've got a good spot right in the middle. We're so lucky. And as soon as the display started, everybody's phone, so many screens like just go up in the air and it blocks your vision. Now I get it. I want to take some pictures too. You know what I mean? I'm only going to be here once for that. I'm not going to be back for I don't know twenty years or something like that. Like I, I want to take a picture. Like of course I do. But oh my god, I could see more screens, more iPhones than I could the castle. Um, and I, I don't know if it just took away from my moment, but like I do want the video. I do want the picture. But if it's going to totally ruin my experience, then that's something you need to kind of judge. You know. Yeah, yeah, I think, I don't know, it's it's a weird one because, and not to get, you know, kind of, you know, philosophical or preachy here, but I kind of feel like, I think it's, it it depends on the context, really. I mean, like, I think it's really important, like I said, to that's just the magical things with phones, you know, right. we've got the supercomputer in our pocket that we can record um, uh, things in our day lives. And as the, you know, as the evolution of AI is upon us, you know, things will be more easy for us to do with technology now. But I think it all depends on on what is it you're going to use it for. Because what I find quite quite sad or or, or kind of I think uh, not helpful is when you're taking these videos or taking these photos for the agenda of posting it on social media. Right. I've got to take this moment and I've got to share it on social media because otherwise uh, people. You know, people need to kind of like see where I am at or I want to kind of like get the likes or get the validation from everyone on social media to be like, oh, my God, that's so gorgeous or whatever it is, you know, and all these likes and stuff like that on social media. Yeah, I think that's when it can get quite um, quite quite uh, damaging when, when you're doing it for that purpose. I mean, I mean, I'm in Glastonbury. I've got to show that I'm having such a great time. And I've got to film this for social media because I want people just to know that 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 I'm I'm this or I'm that. I'm here. Um, yeah, yeah, right. I'm here. Yeah, yeah. Not to get too deep on the podcast, <laughs> but I but I do think that's a big that's a big part of kind of what I see anyway in today's uh, you know. And I, we're all guilty of it. I mean, I'm guilty of it too. You know, so it's right. It's, uh, 
Yeah, I've said I've said a bunch of times in terms of like Twitter and Instagram and things like that. Like, I don't think I definitely wouldn't be on it as much, especially not Twitter because it's a it's very negative of a place. But um, if I didn't have the podcast to tweet about and to promote and share, I wouldn't be on. You know what I mean? As much because it does, it's filled with negativity and stuff. You know, so it's like I use it, you know, mm-hmm. to promote stuff and try and get people to download the podcast and stuff. And um, I'll definitely use it to share this episode. That we're going to be totally hypocritical here, but at the same time, you know, we need to use it for some good. You know, um, and I totally get you though. I totally, I, I totally with you. I like being in the moment, and it's a good message that this film has. You know, like first of all, it's like the daydreaming. You know. Like, try and be in the moment. He's imagining what he wants to happen rather than going to do it. But then eventually he does make that leap, and no pun intended, and goes to do it. But, um, like, the moment where he's, he's Sean Penn's talking about, I just like to sit here and I just like to experience it, that was a massive moment. There's also a bit later on in the film where his mum tells him that, oh, yeah, I told you where Sean was. Not Sean. Sean's the character. What's, what's his character? Sean Penn's character's name. Oh, um... Sean, Sean Penn character. Anyway. Um, yeah. <laughs> uh, she tells him that, oh, wait a minute, it's uh, sh- hey, Sean. I was right. It was uh, Sean. Sean's oh, it's Sean, Sean, Sean. Sean, Sean is Sean. Sean <laughs> is Sean in the film. He plays himself. Played, played by Sean Penn, portraying Sean Penn. Um, but yeah, she says, oh, yeah, he was here. And I told you that he left this present for you. But he was doing, you know, Ben Stiller's character, Walk to Mitty, he was doing one of his daydreams and he misses what his mum said. So it's another thing, being in the moment with your loved ones and, and not listening, always make sure you listen to your mum and all these things, you know. It's got nice uh, nice messages through the film. Just as we were talking about Sean Penn as well, I got his IMDb uh, filmography up um, in terms of some of his other big films. Carlito's Way, I've not actually seen. Um, he's also in The Game, which was the number one film in the cinema the day I was born. Fun fact. I don't know if it's fun, but it's a fact anyway. Um, being John Malkovich, he's in that... Uh, he was oh of course he was in Friends he played one of Phoebe's partners I believe in Friends for a couple of episodes. Uh, Mystic River is probably his biggest thing uh, listed on IMDb, um, and I'm trying to think of some other things. Any recent films? Gangster Squad he was in Gangster Squad and the Angry Birds movie. So yeah, he's been in lots of stuff, but I can't tell you. It's not as if he's like a top a sort of actor that I'm like, oh yes, I'm a massive Sean Penn fan. But I think he's really good in this film, you know. He was in uh, apparently he's in the film Into the Wild, which is another one of the films that that I uh, that I it's it's incredibly sad, but I like that film as well. Yeah. Um, we should also shout out Adam Scott, who plays the kind of um, antagonist, like the, the yes. boss <laughs> in the film. Um, he does a really good job of being very unlikable. Have you seen Step Brothers? I haven't. No, no, <laughs> I haven't seen Step Brothers. He's like Will Ferrell's annoying brother in uh, in Step Brothers. He's so funny. He's yeah. He's uh, Adam Scott is is great in this part of being the the, the antagonist. He's just <laughs> yeah. Uh, he's got such a uh, unlikable personality, and he's also in the TV series, which um, my friend shout out to to Michael Guest and another one that I, I'd recommend on the podcast because he's the movie buff. He okay, knows yeah. his movies. Um, uh, he's because uh, Ben Stiller uh, is is directing a TV series called Severance right now, which yeah. everyone that I know is raving about. They're like, "Oh my god, Severance is so good!" And Adam Scott stars in that. Okay, cool. I'll, so, I'll check it out then. Yeah, that sounds good. That sounds good. I like to take uh, recommendations, especially for TV shows. I'm more of a film guy, so I definitely need to see some more TV shows. Um, all right, you know what's coming. Tell me what's your favourite bit. What is the best bit 
of the secret life of Walter Mitty. My favourite bit in uh, the movie is uh, this bit that happens uh, probably maybe just under halfway uh, into the film. Um, and uh, Walter uh, is kind of, he's, he's, he's in uh, Greenland, which is shot in Iceland. Um, and uh, he's kind of like uh, stranded there and he trades his uh, Mr. Scratch uh, I do you remember one of those when you were a kid? I had a Stretch Armstrong, yeah. Stretch Armstrong, yeah, yeah, yeah. I abused mine, actually. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, so he, he traded his Stretch Armstrong, given to him by his sister, uh, Catherine Hahn, which is a, a fantastic uh, actor, yeah. um, for a longboard. And uh, he's on top of this uh, beautiful, absolutely gorgeous scenic shot of, of him uh, with this kind of winding road just to himself and he's like uh you know he's got an idea so he he wraps uh two stones on his hands wraps them around his hand and he he goes traveling down this road i don't know what it's called when you're like it's like he's like skimming this with yeah. with the stones on the on the edge of the road I, I it's called something it's like a sport it's like an actual sport but he he goes down this like really high speeds and the soundtrack played underneath it is uh, Junip, uh, Far Away. Uh, and it's uh, uh, such a such an incredible scene as he's going down this kind of like uh, uh, kind of mountain pass. Um, yeah. Ri- riding, riding, the, riding through the wind. Absolutely is. Great scene. That was one of my favourite scenes as well with the soundtrack. It's just the idea of shooting there. I don't know if they shot on location or if they did lots of green screen stuff, but that was a really cool scene. Even just the fact they traded the Stretch Armstrong for the coolest skateboard ever. <laughs> I don't know if I would do that trade. Yeah, yeah. It was a, such a bad trade. I saw that in the movie and I was like, that, you, you, the kid just got ripped off. I was like, that's a terrible trade. <laughs> uh, I, saw, I saw an interesting fact of the, of that as well, as, of that... Um, uh, I think the, the, the yeah the film was shot in Iceland when it was meant to be Greenland, um, and uh, a lot of the residents uh, kind of like really wanted to help out, um, so they uh, kind of painted their homes, and most of them kind of stayed away from set to make it feel like more isolated, um, wow. which is quite cool. That's really cool. Yeah. yeah. Um, you would be such a big deal for like a small country like that to have something there. So then again, it must have been shot on location. There you go. Um, and as you say, yeah. someone who likes to travel, you know, you went to Croatia, then you were in Bulgaria. You might end up in Iceland next. You never know. You trend. I, 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 I love to go to Iceland. Yeah, looks beautiful, doesn't it? Yeah. The the um the drunken pilot helicopter, uh, who was in the tourist season one. Um, I only know this because I, I was very lucky enough to to shoot for an episode for the tourist season two that's going to come out next year. Cool. Um, and uh, the drunken helicopter says that there's there's eight people in Greenland and Walter only meets eight people in the film in Greenland. That's pretty good. I love <laughs> I love we like details like that. You know, it's like they've really made an effort to try and make it feel more isolated. That's really cool. Yeah, yeah, that's it. Local Icelandic media reported on the willingness of residents. Um, to assist in the film's production, uh, a townhouse in a name that I cannot pronounce. Um, uh, I'll, I'll go try. Why not? Uh, Stikiskomur. 
Great effort. Definitely look at that. On the on the Sniflenes Peninsula in the west was painted black. The inhabitants uh, in East Iceland agreed to keep a low profile for the day. As opposed to all the busy things they were going to do in Iceland that day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just going to paint this black and stay out the way of filming. I'll stay at the way of Ben Stiller. You know, I would do the same thing. Um, but yeah, so great film, great choice. Um, something totally different for me because I've been watching lots of kind of scary films recently for this kind of Halloween season. I'm trying to get less of a scared yeah. Um when it comes to it. So yeah, no, good choice. Thank you very much for picking it and for your time this evening. Although I feel like we've only just scratched the surface. Maybe I'm, I'm hoping in the new year I'm going to start doing uh, some more in-person kind of episodes like I did last week and do it with like multi-camera shoots and stuff like that. So hopefully we can maybe meet in person. We could do this again, hopefully in the new year and we could do oh, it in great. person. Yeah, that'd be really great. Instead of our terrible <laughs> tech issues at the beginning of this episode that people missed out on. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'm, I'm a massive scary. I'm, I'm a massive scary cat as well when it comes to horror films. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't like horror films at all. But I am gonna, I am gonna watch Werewolf by Night. Mm. That's gonna come out in color. Uh, oh, is it really for Halloween? So, yeah. Uh, so I'll, I'll give that a watch because I, I haven't seen the film. Yeah, me neither. Um, so I'll, I'll watch that in color when it comes out. Apparently, it's quite good. So. Yeah, I've heard it's good too. Yeah, we can maybe chat about that then next time you come on. It's lovely to have you on and we'll hopefully catch up at some point. Uh, we can chat some more films and then I can ask you more about your yeah. incredible travels uh, shooting in different countries, it seems like. Yeah, I hope more of it. I hope so. I mean, I, I'd love to go traveling more. Um, yeah, I just want to see everything. Massive wonderlust to me. So, back is more of a home bid. <laughs> so it's kind of, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced of it. I'm convinced of it slowly to, 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 to travel more. But uh, of course, the biggest obstacle is is the fact that uh, I could barely uh, afford to get a McDonald's each month. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, <travel>. Exactly, <laughs> exactly. And I suppose if, uh, as Becca was telling us when she talked about Little Miss Sunshine, if she decides to go to another country, she might find another job there and uh, add to her list of jobs that she has because she's so busy all the time. So yeah, we'll try and get her on holiday yeah. and uh, get her to relax a little bit if you go and. Oh, I wanted, I wanted to mention that as well on your podcast as well. I kind of want to say, I'm sorry, because you said to Becca the last one that, you know, you have that chance to talk with her because, uh, because you know, she's, she's been so busy and, you know, you haven't kept in contact. I, I, that's probably because of me. So I apologize for that. No. <laughs> <laughs> being, you know, being in, a, being in a new relationship uh, right. uh, with Becca and kind of like, you know, uh, yeah. Uh, sapping a tie from you, so so I apologise <laughs> no, for that. It's not it's not <laughs> taking time away from me. I think it's you should be quite far up on our list in terms of priorities. So yeah, it's all good. <laughs> cool, but, but yeah, no, it's it's really really nice uh, chatting with you, um, and I hope I hope we can do it again soon. Thank you for having me on. No, at all. thank you for um, listening. Thank you for knowing that I was going to ask you that uh, there's a good bit coming up. So that's always a nice, nice to know you've done your research. That's great. Thank you for being such a fan. Wow, I'll, I'll sign an autograph for you next time. <laughs> please do, please do, hundred percent. I'll take it. My my friend back in Wales, uh, Ben Matthews, he listens to your podcast as well. Uh, me and him, because I I when when Beck was on, I told him about. It, then he went back and like listened to a few podcasts, and he oh, really awesome. enjoyed it. Um, and and he's a big movie buff as well. So um, me and him talk about movies all the time. Great. Well, thank you. Listen, you're becoming my agent. That's that's um, that's useful. You're, <laughs> it's useful for the podcast. Uh, all right. 
Thank you so much, Oh, It's lovely to chat to you. And also, thank you to everybody who watched and listened to this episode of the Good Bit Podcast. Take care of yourselves, and we'll catch you all down the road.